Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another bonus episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Hey, 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 what do you say? How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? If you haven't heard, we have partnered with Red Bull Radio Network, and we are uh, doing live episodes every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh we will be doing using Anchor to put out bonus episodes for everybody to enjoy. These are going to be for all platforms. And if you want to find the other episodes that are going to be on the Red Bull Network, you just hit any of the links in any of our social medias. Our dog one on Instagram, our dog three on Twitter, Arthur Quinn on Facebook. You can click the link and you can listen to us on Red Bull Network live. We'll also be trying to put uh, the episodes on SoundCloud for people that have that platform. You can also find us on YouTube. So we are getting out here. Yeah, the product's moving. The product's moving. Uh, long glad. time coming. Long time coming. Yeah, me. But me and Gunner were arguing earlier, and uh, we have to bring it to the air because that's what we do here on the Sons of Legends. We argue in front of the fans. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, we were arguing about the word on the street is that NXT will be starting a new brand. Now, we don't know where the location will be at, but we do know that it's going to be uh, one of the a different uh, continent, so to speak. It'll be either Mexico, India, Japan, Canada is the four guesses that we have. But we don't know for sure. Yeah, it's going to be one of those I hear. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see a new NXT brand, but at the same time, you know, kind of, uh, you know, have my, have my reservations about it, you know, because if the people are just being used for the NXT brand, that's one thing, yeah. but I don't think that they need more people sitting around on the main roster of nothing to do. I don't think that that's what this is at all. I don't think that that's what this is at all. I think in it, uh, WWE just has a monopoly on the game. People just aspire to go to WWE. In my opinion, they did have monopoly on the game, but there are a few people out there who would rather p- apply their crafts weekly, who who want to have creative control over what they're doing. You know, it's not for everybody, Art. And majority of those people have already been in WWE before. So now, so now they know. <laughs> And that's the point. They've already had their spotlight. They've already had, they've already played the game and worked the system. And now they're ready to just have their freedom. There's a difference to me at people who still aspire to be in that spotlight, in that WWE spot. They still want that. People not everybody does. Not even people that are. Not everybody who's uh, never been name, there before. I can't name one wrestler that's that that ever said I don't want to wrestle at WrestleMania. Can you? They gotta know that not everybody's gonna make it to. Can WrestleMania. you even after 15, 20 years in the game, AJ Styles still went to WWE because that's the one spot that everybody aspires to go to. It says you. Not just says me. Says. Every wrestler that ever wanted to wrestle, basically. 
the only time that you never really hear anybody saying they never thought about being in WWE is people who come from other sports. Not even just come from other sports, but maybe other countries. They're like, I didn't even know what WWE was. I know of the New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's what I grew up on. Oh, Art, as I said, you know, there are people out there that would rather just wrestle every week and they do want the creative control that you don't get in WWE. Like, there, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who would I rather... I, I just well, want you to name one. Well, I don't really keep track of what people say, Art. I do. I do. And every wrestler inspires to go to WWE to have that moment at WrestleMania, at least that WrestleMania moment. And everybody's going to get that. There are people there now and, who and, haven't got that. And that's true. Uh, a prime example is a person like Zack Ryder who worked his whole career in WWE damn near. He was on the lowest of lows, and he's had his WrestleMania moment. And after. After he got his WrestleMania moment, he was gone with the win. He's gone because he wants to actually be a part of something instead of sitting and catering. But he did get his moment and he waited years to get that moment. Yeah, it's true. That's what I'm saying. I mean, AJ Styles got to wrestle in his first WrestleMania, I think was against Shane McMahon, either Shane or Jericho. I think it was Shane. But there are other options for wrestlers. For it definitely wrestlers. is other options, but the easiest route to go to the WWE, you're going to take it. And um, a person like Sasha Banks, say, for instance, she wrestled in the indies for a while, but when she found out how people were getting picked over her, knowing that she was better, she sent WWE an email on her own. Like, I'll be an extra... Yeah, well, we all know Sasha was trying to make it there. Sasha was a go-getter, though. And there are certain people who just wait around trying to wait to be called up or get wait wait to get called from the indies. And there there are people who get rejected, like Keith Lee, but when they finally get that that call up, they go. Are there people who are happy where they are and don't want to go? There are some of those aren't like not everybody would rather sit in catering for years just to get a five minute match of WrestleMania art. Like, I don't think the WWE has a monopoly that you think they do. I think it not I think anymore. They do. I think they do. And I think that uh, if you have a choice to go to WWE or it all not, depends on what you're you going to go. It all depends on what you want. What you want to do with your career. What you want to do with your life. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can't sit here and just speak for everybody and say that WWE is the end-all, be-all for everybody. Right. Because there are other uh, viable options out there. You know? Not just viable options, but there there are some that's been around just as long. Because New Japan has been around just as long yeah. as WWE has. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and a lot of people go to Japan because they feel like um, the they respect the the they fans respect, respect the, the culture, culture. You know, the fans respect the wrestling. You know, they and they do. They do. They do. Yeah, you can never say too many good things. You know, personally, I think never the, say enough good things. Personally, about I think the British crowds have the best audiences. You know, because they're as rowdy as we are here in America, but they also respect the wrestlers like they do in uh, uh, New Japan. Yeah, 
I really like watching uh, NXT UK, and that's why I'm excited yeah. to see where the new one is is going to be at because I feel like... Cause uh, another uh, internet rumor is that they just signed 24 new wrestlers and we don't know where from or what's going on. But I feel like if they start a new company somewhere else, then that's going to take some of the roster away immediately. I got to hope that if they sign that many new people that they are starting this uh, new NXT. I'm hoping that it's... Uh, uh, I mean, my hopeful wish would be NXT Mexico. I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of talented wrestlers in in Mexico and in AAA and things like that. Lucha Underground, um, and they could snatch up some of those guys because they haven't ever since the pandemic. A lot of wrestling company haven't been able to do mm-hmm. anything, and this could be a huge step in a good direction for them because a lot of wrestlers are unemployed because they can't do shows and stuff in certain states. Right. WWE does have that monopoly where they can give them that control. All right, I'll give you that. They do have the monopoly over that right now because they never stopped. Never stopped. The two people that I feel like never even stopped during this whole pandemic is Vince McMahon and Dana White. Tony Khan over there in AEW didn't stop either. Yes, Tony Khan too. Give him a lot of credit. You know, Give him AEW and, and Cody Rhodes and the Bucks them a lot of credit because they did too. And I think they were the first people to have someone in the audience too. I think so too. Yeah. So yeah, credit where credit is due. AEW's doing big things. Um, I don't get to see them as often, but yeah. um, I'm keeping up with what's going on. And the big thing that happened is the big show. Yeah, like it just broke, pretty much broke the internet today. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, It kind of surprised me, to be honest with you, because I thought Show was going to stay in the WWE until, you know, he was fully done and retired, and I didn't think I'd ever see him anywhere else. Well, I feel like everybody should have the opportunity to have that freedom, that creative control, that one, one last fun time as a wrestler before they get to call it quits. I mean, I don't know if Taker got got it the way he wanted to with the uh, Boneyard match, but it definitely left an imprint on the game. It did. It definitely did. You know what I mean? I can get behind that. You know, Big Show wanted to go out on his own terms and wanted to have one last hurrah before calling it quits. And free a free hurrah, too. Not just having to lose to someone after WrestleMania goes off the air. Yeah, right. Just to prove their validity or, you know what I'm saying, turning heel 42,000 times <laughs> a year. I just yeah. want to see him have fun as he does. I mean, because he's going in. They, they everywhere is saying Paul... Paul Wright or White? Mm-hmm. Is it right? I think it's right. Uh, signed to AEW. So he can't use the Big Show persona. He can't use the Giant persona because WWE owns that from WCW when they bought the WCW right. stuff. So he has to go in as himself and hopefully we get to see him as himself instead of a character of... Mm-hmm. The Giant or The Big Show. 
or whatever he's playing at the time. The I mean, Russo Show did. Hogan. What was it? <laughs> show Mania. Yeah, the stuff. show. I remember uh, Show uh, Kishi. Show Kishi. Yeah, <laughs> like that. But uh, which was hilarious. I'll yeah, give it was him that. Funny, but uh, I think new characters in AEW are working. You know, Rusev seems to be uh, hitting his stride over there as Miro. Yeah. You know. Uh, the revival they they don't really have a new character, you know. They were but the FTR is going to be FTR yeah. regardless. They were the best tag team in WWE, and then at AW now they're playing the best tag team there. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, um, hopefully it works out for them. I'm interested to see uh, the interaction between him and some of the older guys like Sting, Taz. Yeah. Jericho. Jericho. Yep, because I can't wait to see Jericho in the same ring together. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I That's used to love be Jericho a great back moment. in the day. That was my. That, they were my favorite undisputed tag uh, tag team champions. You know, whenever I used to carry both belts. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Show Miz too. I can't because Big right. Sheldon had a lot of tag team championships with a lot of tag team partners. Yeah, it was Show Miz, Jericho, the Big Show, and Kane. Big Show Taker. Taker. Yep. He's had he's had a, a nice run with them with them joints with whoever they threw him with. And that's the that's another advantage that AEW has signing him. He really is a team player. Yeah, he is, most definitely. Company guy, team player. I mean, you couldn't ask for uh a a better teacher too, because yeah. for him to be so big and so strong. And never hurt anyone. Yeah, that, it's that's, amazing to me. Yeah, that's that's definitely a big uh, achievement. Yeah, that is so amazing to me. I think Show is is the best big man of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of guys to put up against him. You know what I mean? With the Bam Bams and Yoko the Boss Mans and the Yokos and. But in my personal opinion, the Big Show is the greatest big man of all time because he's been able to do it all. Not a lot of people could argue with you there. I mean, he's probably the most successful big man of all time. He's wrestled in four different decades. And won championships in every one of them. Every one of them. So, I mean, not too much arguing you can do. But you can, everybody to each his own. Mm -hmm. To each his own. Everybody has their favorite. But, um, yeah, where else we're going? Where else you want to talk uh, about on this joint? Cause we I had remember a couple more you, uh, you mentioning intergender wrestling, and that's something we go, up, we go back and forth on all the time because your ideas are backwards and outdated. I just, that's just one thing I feel strongly about. It's just the simple fact that when you put men, and when, it has to be a special circumstance for it to happen. That's that's my point. You can't just have intergender matches. Yes, you can. But when when it got to a point leading up to Dean Malenko versus Lita, that was a great story that had to end somehow in the ring. That was 22 years ago. Art wrestling's evolved by this point. I hear you. Society's involved. Society's evolved by this point. Even when we had the mixed tag match challenge. See, your issue is you're just uh, comparing everything to WWE's version of intergender wrestling. No, I'm not. I'm saying that I just, I, even when Tessa Blanchard had her run, 
it was not believable to me her beating Brian Cage. There was no way that she could be beating him in just a regular heads up match. Dog, you keep, uh, I think what it is is, you know, you're. You're treating this like you know, uh, like a combat sport, like the it UFC. It is a combat. sport. I mean, sport. I understand it is a combat sport, so but it's also even, scripted, are And and the even one, then, it's supposed really, to be. It's supposed to send you on a roller coaster and make it believable. It is believable. It is, as long as they're working a good match between the two. I don't see the issue here. If she can wrestle and he can wrestle, then. What's not believable about that? So your world heavyweight champion being uh, Sasha Banks doesn't bother you at all. You can't wait to see that. I mean, if they belt it right. Sasha Banks against Drew McIntyre. If they belt it right. Just can't see it. He should, it, it should be over with the lightning quickness. I think what it is, is I watch Lucha Underground. You know, and they did all the intergender stuff like every week. You know, they they didn't have specific gender roles for the (laughs) men wrestlers and the women wrestlers. That's that's what it is. You know, the men didn't wrestle the men and then uh, the women just didn't wrestle the women. You know, they they mixed it up. And I thought it was a pretty uh, progressive take on wrestling because intergender wrestling, when done right, is something that's pretty cool in my opinion. I mean, I guess I'm just old school with that then because the, I don't see a point where there's going to be the big like Bobby Lashley against Shayna Baszler for the WWE title. As intriguing as that would be. I doubt it I ever happens in WWE. I just don't I don't see it happening in too many places. I don't see Tynara Conti against Cody Rhodes for the TNT title. I don't see it happening. I just, I mean, I get that you say you saw it in Lucha Underground, but what other place would you see that in? I mean, they do it in certain... We've uh, seen special circumstances, like a good storyline, like with Reggie and Sasha and what's going on with them. I think what it is is... There is a certain uh, believability uh, uh, factor. Yeah. If the guy is too big, you know, as they say, and the woman's really small, then I could probably see your point. But Tessa Blanchard is not a small woman, Art. She's pretty big. But Brian Cage is a huge guy. He dwarfs big guys. Okay. There's no way she should be beating him fair and square in the middle of a ring. She moves quicker than he is. I don't care. He slammed her. (laughs) And and she just got up. That's not happening, dude. That's just not happening. There's a believability that has to be a part of it. And believe me, you can go back and listen. And and I'm like, this is historic the way that they played Tessa Blanchard up. This is. This is really, really huge. And she pretty much killed the run. Like, everything that they build and work for, like, that, that might be part of the reason TNA is doing so bad. She might be partly to blame. What do you mean? If she would have stayed the course and actually had that run 
that was a historic run. That was yeah. something that was I supposed to saying, go they, somewhere. They put all the effort into making her into look like making this her big star. Sammy Callahan did everything to make her big, and yeah. he did. He, he succeeded, did. and sh- that her winning the title was like front news all over the internet. Because that was, am I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first time a woman's ever held. Uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. A men's World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. And because, believe me, China had the IC title and certain things, the hardcore title, 24-7 title. We've seen women hold all those. They did in the Lucha Underground, though. This, this, but this was an American promotion. Lucha Underground was in California. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought it was actually in... Boyle Heights. So... Lucha Underground can't compare to how big TNA was at the time. I think what it is is, as I said, there wasn't the gender uh, uh, role as they say. Stereotypes. Yeah. You know, men and women women wrestled each other all the time. So I guess it wouldn't be as uh, big of a difference. You know, the sexy star winning the Lucha Underground title to Tessa Planter winning the Impact World Heavyweight title. Boom. And she killed it. Killed it immediately. Like, that was messed up. If she would actually took the run and ran with it, and, like, we haven't seen her since. Do you think uh, WWE should roll the dice on this one? Because I don't think so. I'm Not saying. after hearing all the stuff I've heard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no way that that should be happening. I've been against it from the beginning. No, I mean, I met with Tessa Blanchard. Do you think they should roll the dice with her, you know? Oh, yeah, if she's going to play ball. I, Definitely. I, I don't think so. Not after, the, not after all the stuff we've heard. I, I think they can do it. I think if anybody can actually turn around, because you, do you think she's going to be Tessa Blanchard coming in? The first thing they're going to do is change her name. Why? Because that's what they do. But she's built a name like she's... She's at the same level as Charlotte Flair, pretty much. She's got a, she's got a last name that she can use. How many... How many people have they brought in and let them keep their name? I can only think of five recently. And there's AJ Styles. Uh, Daniel Bryant. Wait, no. No. AJ Styles and the Undisputed Era are the only people that I know of that they let them keep their name. Everybody else. Had to change. I could see them letting her keep hers if she came there. Like maybe Deanna Perrazzo. I don't. I don't think they should roll these dice. You know, after everything we've heard. Come on but now. I if mean, they did. They rolled the dice with Laura Sullivan. Why not? Laura Sullivan didn't really wasn't really in the news in the he wasn't really making headlines before he came to WWE though. Neither was Velveteen Dream. Again. But she was. She's making the. She's making the headlines before she gets there. Not very good ones. Not very good ones at that. But WWE has this thing where they feel like people forget about everything after three to six months. I don't think so. People still hold that grudge. They think people forget about things in four to six months. People still hold that <laughs> grudge. <laughs> Maybe three to six months, because you know they have that. 90-day wrestling clause where you can't go anywhere for 90 days when you leave. They People get suspended and they'll come back six months later. They expect you to... They 
grow a beard and expect you to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that that's uh, one of these. I mean, you remember what happened the night she won the title I and do. all of that stuff drops about how she treats how she, her, yeah. her women co-workers and, she, and all this other stuff. Bully and yeah. the racism. and Yeah, she's yeah. had a lot of people against her the moment that she won, won that title, though. I don't think they should That's what kind guys. of makes it weird is the moment that she won the title. Why not bring this stuff up on her rise? I mean, it's not like it was, that was it, you know, because then there was the stuff with Impact where she didn't send the things because I don't know why, but she didn't send the video packages. You know, that's why Impact got rid of her. That's crazy that they got rid of her as she was holding the championship. Like, I, I don't think they had a choice. Tessa Blanchard is a fine wrestler, a really good one, but I don't think that they should roll those dice. I wouldn't mind seeing her in WWE. There's some intriguing matches there for me. The one reason why I would not mind that is because I I, know is to see her put Charlotte Flair in her place. Other than that, you can keep these matchups with me. That's intriguing, a Flair and a Blanchard. Like, those, and those two women would have a barn burner. I just know it. And you know the Queen's going to come out on top. And, and we Tessa's don't know anything. not going to want to play ball on that one. We don't know anything, Arch. Because the argument can be made that Tessa Blanchard is pretty close to, if not a little better than Charlotte Flair. Like, there are people out there that will make that argument. I'm not one of them. What does Charlotte Flair do better than she does? Everything in not, my opinion. Not, not, she doesn't just blow her out of the water. No, definitely not. Tessa's really good in the ring. I'm not taking anything away from her at all. I just feel like Charlotte's the greatest woman's wrestler of our generation. Why, why do I even bother bringing this I up to you? I don't know why you do this to yourself. I don't know why I even bother, bother bringing this up to you. You're way worse than I am with this bias thing. All right, I don't want to hear it anymore. You just do this to yourself. You're way worse than I am, man. You and your bias to Charlotte Flair is way worse than me and my Charlotte bias to Sasha Banks ever down. will be. Charlotte had to tone herself down to make sure that everybody, that she stops outshining everybody so bad. Oh, because she just outshines everybody. She's just so perfect at so many things. Give me a break. <laughs> that, that is hilarious. Give me I don't know where a you got that from. break. I don't know where you got that from, but that is hilarious. Anyway, all right, so I don't know about this Tessa Blanchard thing, but I would not. I wouldn't mind. Things. I wouldn't mind. All right, so um, anything else you want to get to on this bonus episode? Because we had a couple of things that we were arguing about, but now that we're live on air. Um, we keep arguing about one thing. <laughs> I can't remember any of the things we talked about. But um, the I, I'm very excited for this Dusty tag team. I mean, for these two tag team matches in NXT. The yeah, tag team division is on fire in NXT. Mm-hmm. I don't know so much about the one on SmackDown because the Dirty Dogs have the titles. Yeah, and I keep saying it. It's shallow. Yeah, like but with... Oh, one thing we didn't get to talk about on the episode of the Sons of Legends was everybody that turned heel this week. So Otis and Gable technically turned heel, but I don't know if I consider that a heel turn. They just beat up Mysterio. But beating up Mysterio automatically makes you a heel because he's one of the most beloved characters of all time. Yeah, I don't know if that's exactly a heel turn. I also don't know if a heel turn exactly helped them 
You know, there are a lot of thrown together tag teams that work on the WWE roster. I don't think Chad Gable and Otis is one of them. Like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm trying to get behind it. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, give them a little bit of time. But I don't think this is going to be one of those ones that stick. I just don't know what type of bond they have. Yeah, it's I mean. It's weird. It's weird for him to be training Otis, and Otis is damn near as credentialed as a wrestler as Chad Gable is. <laughs> It's yeah, weird. I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't. I just don't get that relationship. I don't get this parent. And then um, with Apollo Cruz turning heel, I can get behind this because this means that his that his uh, feud with Biggie is going to uh, intensify, as they say. Yeah, because because he took Biggie out. Because at this point, Apollo Cruz and Biggie, you know, they're kind of friends. They weren't really, you know. Kick it buddies. Yo, they I mean, were just acquaintances. I mean, they weren't uh, two people that didn't like each other, you know. They, right, they, were, they, they were respect kind of each other. Yeah, and now that Apollo Crews is completely healed and took Biggie out, you know, this this is gonna uh, kick it up a notch, as they say. You know, now it is a face and a heel again. Exactly. Uh another thing I wanted to ask you about was the Seth Rollins Cesaro feud. I've said it before on this show and I'll say it again. If this feud is good and Cesaro goes over, I think that'll be enough for him to finally uh, break through that glass ceiling, as they say. I'm ready for. I've been ready for Cesaro for years. Because I think that this. Feud I've been with, singing Cesaro's praises for years. Because I think this feud with Rollins is the one that'll finally take him over the top. And the one thing I had always said was Cesaro has no dialect for people to relate to, but what he said on Talking Smack just hit everybody. I mean, he's got the mic skills when they let him use them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, he he got everybody in the fields and he caught everybody in the heart strings. It's because we were all waiting for it, man. We were all, we're we're all, all waiting for, for it. it. He was we like, can't wait. And he was basically saying, like, I, I, I do this because I love this. I believe in myself and eventually I want to get there. Just don't stop believing. And I mean, that, he, he, Everybody was sharing that promo. I thought he was going to get it at the Elimination Chamber. I did, too. I, I, I thought really it. did. But, of course, here I go speaking things into the atmosphere. I swear to God, you do that all the time, and it gets on my nerves. There are things that you should keep to yourself, and there's the things that you should say out loud. Two minutes before Cesaro gets eliminated, he goes, Oh, boy, it looks like Cesaro's about to get eliminated. Shut up! <laughs> hey! I couldn't help it. They, they. I saw the sequence happening. Well, you didn't have to happening. say it out loud. And it, it, oh, it hurt my feelings so much. I blame you for that. It's your fault. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever. But I have been waiting on Cesaro's push forever. I feel like he's probably the most talented wrestler they have in WWE. And it seems like the machine's starting to get behind him a little bit. We couldn't. I couldn't wait for it, and I can't. I mean, I'm not. I I can't stress enough how excited I am that it seems like he's finally getting that. It's I can't wait for it. All right. Uh, anything else you want to get to? Uh, that's about all for me. All right. Well, this has been the bonus episode of the Sons of Legends. Like I said, you can listen to us on Red Gold Network. Uh, we will post a link in our respective social medias, and I will try to post a link in this description so you can get straight to the Red Gold page. Uh, thank you guys for listening, 
and have a good one. And see you later.